and welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pod Crit. I am your host, Wade, and we're going to jump right into it. We are with our guest, our returning guest. This is your first appearance on Season 2, Diana Koch from Jowl of the Month Club. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, first appearance, not first episode. I was on last season. You were on the first episode of last season, of the show. You're the inaugural (laughs) guest host. So welcome again. This is season two, bigger, better, better. Is it? No, I don't know. I don't know. know. I've only seen the episode that we're reviewing today. Yes. Uh, Yeah, it's a lot. This season is uh, the longest season. Uh, But today we're talking about episode three from season two, Cutting Cards. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's based on the issue of Tales from the Crypt number 32. And it was released April 21st, 1990. I was nine days old. (laughs) So I'm officially born at this point. (laughs) I don't remember this episode when I was born. So don't remember it. I don't remember it. But um, this Cutting Cards has been revered as a pretty iconic episode of Tales from the Crypt. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's well-liked. Maybe it's because of the cast and stuff like that. It's well-liked. Yeah. It's not as crazy as Television Terror or something like that, mm-hmm. but it's abracadabra. But it's, you know, pretty, a lot of people co- go to this one as one of their favorite episodes. Okay. Uh, and we're going to start with, like, the minutia of the screenplay and the director. So the screenplay was written by Mae Woods. Uh, this is actually her first writing gig, period. Hmm. Um, before this, she was a production assistant for movies like Last Picture, Last Picture Show, and Forty Eight Hours, and later became a producer on stuff like Crossroads, Not Britney Spears, uh, Red Heat, no. and, and Johnny Handsome. And her co-writer is also someone who directed Crossroads and stuff like that. Is Walter Hill? Yeah, I was gonna say Red Heat. Yeah, I which recognize. is funny because the first episode you did yes. was Walter Hill. Was Walter Hill, and right before that episode, I had watched The Warriors like the night before. Yes, wow, um, full circle, uh, man. We talked about Walter Hill, but we'll talk about it in case this is your first episode of Tales from the Pod Crypt. Welcome, by the way. Um, he was. I mean, he was the he wrote and directed the warriors mm-hmm. he did both 48 hour movies and i don't think i mentioned this on the other episode and it's very poignant now and it mm-hmm. works for this is he also helped with the story and was the executive producer for aliens he later would be an executive producer for the other movies i don't know if he was just attached because he was part of aliens i, I think know. he directed i'm not sure if he wrote um but he directed red heat Yes, he did. which red is yes. the writer for this episode yes. was the writer on red heat as well yeah so wow. So, as we say about Aliens, Mm -hmm. it's a great segue to the cast. Yeah. Because it stars Lance Henriksen, who is Bishop in Aliens. Yep. Uh, And, I mean, I could go through the the IMDb page. Endless. Of Lance Henriksen. I mean, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this episode, you like horror, you know who he is. He was, I mean, he is, I mean, Near Dark. Pumpkinhead. Oh, Scream 3? Yeah. You, you, you should know that one. A bunch of, just a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he's, he's a legend. genre, yeah, genre <laughs> legend. Um, if you're listening to this, I'm hoping that you're a fan of, you know, genre cinema or genre television, and you know who Lance Hendrickson is. Yes, and then the other <laughs> actor in this is uh, Kevin Teague. 
Uh, you know him as Locke's dad yeah. in Lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I put him he in He stole his kidney. Spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> he gambled it away, probably. Uh-huh. Uh, but he was, you know, he, uh, he was like an emergency television show. I'd never watched it, but most firefighters. Um, he was in Roadhouse. He's also in 48 Hours, another 48 Hours, which Walter Hill is probably what brought him in. And he was also in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Yeah. He's still doing stuff. I know him from Lost, but... Yeah. They're yeah. both alive. They're both doing stuff still, so good on them. All right. So we got through all that. Now we can start on the episode. Mm-hmm. Okay? Opening segment. The Crypt Keeper is playing cards. Now, there is an error here. The other player's hand has five jacks. You see the error there? Supposed to be four jacks? Supposed to be four jacks. There's yeah. two jack of diamonds in there. I'm like, how is that possible that a deck of cards has four? Well, answer, answer, executive producers of Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. They need to edit that out. Um, so <laughs> what I noticed in that opening <laughs> is that the Crypt Keeper's accent was crazy thick. Like, yeah. it was, like, over the top in that intro. Oh, yeah. This is, season two is where, like, John Cassier's having fun with it. Yeah. He's adding more stuff to it. It's not dark and ghoulish. No, he was going <clears throat> for it. Yes. Um... So he starts that, and basically, here's my dramatic reading. Uh, oh, there's two pages in this one. <laughs> okay, that is our dramatic reading. You know, kitties, after a night of slithering through the sickening slime of my crawly crypt, I take a tip from the Marquis de Sade. He likes to unwind with a little red poker. Tonight's tale from my collection of terror tomes is about a couple of real sharpies who'll do anything for a stab at the jackpot. So ante up, fellas. The game is about to begin. There we go. Sometimes he says things and I just don't know what they mean. (laughs) Sharpies? Yeah, I don't know that either. Is it because he said poke? I don't know. Like a poker, like not like a hand what, of poker, like a fi- like a fire poker, and it's sharp. I don't even know what Marquis de Sade is. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Marquis de Wade. <clears throat> so Marquis de what you say? <laughs> what was that? Okay. Um, so we start. I out. would love for the Crypt Keeper to explain some of these, <laughs> the more obscure ones, where I'm like, I don't know what he that means. It sounds like we need Crypt Keeper commentary. <laughs> yes. Oh my, does that exist? Okay, so if you got the right to tell us Crypt, and you're going to re-release it, if you listen to this episode, this random episode, please get John to do Crypt Keeper commentaries for like the Blu-ray release or whatever. If you do, yeah. It. Remaster or whatever, if you ever. Yeah, do. I Please need like it. an in-depth analysis of these intros yes. and yeah. and the um outros. Oh, as well. the commentary is <laughs> just for the intros and outros, not for the episode. No, just okay. uh, Just to explain <laughs> like his scenes. <laughs> oh my gosh, I would love that. So we jump into the episode, cutting cards. We start with a gritty street, and then they have the oddest music playing. It sounds like it's from Zombies Ate My Neighbors, the old SNES game which is getting a re-release. 
on new consoles, so check that out. Just a heads up, guys. There's also a Meteor King song called Me- I, Obviously My Neighbors. Yeah, as soon as you said that, I thought about the Meteor King song. Uh, and then we get introduced to Cowboy or Lance Henriksen. His character's name is Reno. Sounds like a gambler. He arrives at a casino. It's a very hopping casino that maybe from the 1990s or the 1890s. I don't know. Um, he's greeted by a hostess mm-hmm. played by Diane Carey. Diane. She's mostly known for being uh, in the V miniseries. I think she plays Harmony. And she's also an elf and something called Misfits of Science. Never heard of it. Alf or elf? Alf. Oh, okay. Not elf. Okay. Alf, the different different person. Um, she's still doing films and television. Nice, she's good still for working. her. Uh, he asks about the no limit table in the back, and then she's like, "Oh, Sam Forney's there." And John Locke's dad's back there. And then he's like, "Oh God, he knows who that is." He's like, "I'm friends with John Locke." Yeah. He's not a fan. <laughs> he pushed John Locke out a window. Spoiler, sorry. Um, I mean, that's such a... The, the show of Lost. That's the, the mildest spoiler. Period. <laughs> that's the mildest. Um, so he goes to the bar and guess who returns? He's back. Uh, Roy Brocksmith is back as the bartender, which you saw in the first episode, the man who was deaf. Oh, my god! That you were on. He was Full also... circle. He was also on the previous episode of Tales of the Podcrypt, uh, The Switch. So... Amazing. This is actually, this episode is his final appearance on Tales from Pod, uh, Tales of the Crypt. Mm-hmm. It's his last appearance. Um, he would do more work, but he would he would pass away at the age of 56 in 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I mean, I remember him in these scenes. Yeah. He's just got interesting look and yeah, just yeah. deliverance. I think on the episode, the first episode that I watched that had this actor on it, you mentioned how, like, he's been on, like, you recognize him from this show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's only for three episodes. He was the Doctor in Switch. Um, he was Vic the bartender in Man Who Was Death, and now he's just bartender in this. And he's great in everything. He's just great cadence with everything he says. <clears throat> he mentions, like, oh, Reno, that Forney's back there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you can tell Reno's not a big fan of Forney, and apparently Reno beat a South American dictator in one hand. I don't know. There's some weird jargon things. I'm, I know some, like, gambling terms. Yeah, same. I have, I have a gambling not app much. on my phone. You know what I thought was interesting before we head to the our two leads actually like meeting each other again in in this episode. I thought the fact that the hostess mentioned, or Reno mentioned to the hostess, oh, it's been a year since I've been here. And then the bartender and Reno, I'm not sure which one of them said it, but he, again, oh, a year since you were here last. I thought that whole, that timeline was going to come into play in some kind of like supernatural element. Like he was like a ghost or he's like exacting revenge or yeah. something for something that happened like a year ago. Nothing came of it. Uh, but the, but they it, mentioned it twice, so I was like, oh, something happened a year ago. What happened? <clears throat> well, that the year was like uh, Forney basically took out all the competitors in yeah. one year. Yeah. <clears throat> Which we'll get into there. And basically, Reno confronts Forney. Reno versus Forney. Uh, Forney is arrogant. Uh, and then, oh, but Reno has, there's some great one-liners in this. Mm-hmm. He's like, you need to see a doctor because his brain turned to shit. <laughs> like, I love that. 
And there's a big old, like, you can just tell already by dialogue they, they one-up each other. Mm-hmm. But, you know, beat Forney for 10 grand, but then Forney beat him for his Cadillac. And he mentioned that his wife left him for a piano player. Ooh. And they're just like, oh, man. And Lance Henriksen is great. Just, like, so angry. So, like, he has to take a poop. That's what <laughs> he looks like. Um, and you have a great dichotomy, you know. It's a cowboy grifter versus, like, sleazy corporate city slicker city slicker, slicker yeah most likely a car salesman if we're being real yeah guy who steals john Locke's kidney you know yeah a little <clears> scumbag <throat> um <laughs> and then basically you go back and forth and forney's like you know what we're gonna have a game but the loser leaves town it's classic duel cowboy crap mm-hmm. and they're like we're gonna play dice and i learned what box cars are box cars are Pairs of two, pairs of six huh. on the dice. I didn't know that they were box cars. I don't know. <clears throat> so basically, both of them get the box cars. There's going to be a lot of gambling commentary going on. I'm going to be doing like, this is yeah. the hand, this is the hand, this is the hand. So they both, they both even out. And Reno's like, ah, pardon my language. Ah, fuck it. Let's duel. Mm-hmm. And they play Russian roulette. And most of the episode is the Russian roulette part in the, in the car. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, Ferdinand's like, I got a 44 in his car. And he's like, I got a 44 in my car. And the way he said it was like, he also has an erection in his pants. Because he's like, I got a 44. Yeah. And then they go out there. Six chambers, one bullet. And here we go. None at this point, point, at this point, do you even know what the hell's going on? <clears throat> well, I mean... I feel like there was a very slow build-up. Like, the casino scenes and them just freaking trying to one-up each other with the one-liners. That was, like, the first third of the episode. And it's, what, 20, 22-minute long like episode? Minutes. Yeah. It's a short, um, it's a short so, episode. Yeah, so first third of the episode is just, like, slow, just them just, you're just like, oh, God, they're just having a dick-measuring contest. Like, get it over with, guys. And then the second third act. towards it. Yeah, second <clears throat> act um, is this Russian roulette scene, which is... Pretty intense, and I actually thought that uh, Reno's character was going to get hit by a car. Oh, really? Because they kept showing him with, like, a street behind him, and it was just, like, the camera was on him, and he would have, like, the gun to his head, and I'm like, is he going to get hit by a car? Just the framing, yes, and that when that happened, I thought he was actually going to get hit by the car. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so there was a lot of... uh, twists and turns but it was very it was like slow pace so i was expecting just like some crazy stuff to happen but yeah. i'm i'm glad it didn't go in that direction <clears throat> yeah so i'll be your sports commentary here yeah furley goes first five to one odds and no dice boom nothing reno goes second four to one shot nothing and he then he gives a great monologue here about what it feels like when pulling the trigger mm-hmm. he's like you're gonna scream sam yeah you will it's like, oh man Lance Henderson's getting this dialogue. He was chewing. like, yeah, yeah. He was going for it. Yeah, yeah. And and the he thing was is, stealing. He he stole that scene. Yeah, and all but, uh, but Kevin. He also he held his own. He too. did hold. He, he did hold his own. But Lance Hendrickson's character was so just over the top. So like, unhinged. It, yes, yeah, definitely. Range. Yep. Uh, and then Furley pulls the trigger. No dice. And then now a two to one odds. Reno pulls the trigger. Nothing. He's like, I, I could beat it. I could beat it. Boom, nothing. Now it's 50-50. Mm-hmm. Furley is about to pull the trigger, and then car horn is heard. 
And this is where we mentioned that he almost gets hit by a car. Yeah. The car beats the horn and asks Reno where he wants to park the car. And Reno's like, not a fan. He's like, fuck off <clears throat> and park it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I looked up, I don't know who this guy was. I looked up uh, the, the general, the driver. The driver. Uh, he is, his name is Alan Graff. He is mostly known as a stunt coordinator, performer, and driver. He has a long... Dude, if you go on his, 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 his Instagram, his INDE page, you see a whole litany of stuff. He did Dark Knight Rises, Taken 3, Hangover 2, The Muppets, Knight's he pr- Tale. And he probably didn't have any dialogue in those movies, but he actually like was on screen and had dialogue in this episode. Yes, I believe this is his only acting role. Amazing. <clears throat> He's all, you know, Good just, for him. Let's look at the INDB. Uh... And then Sam pops up with the gun and points at the driver, and he's like, my friend here. Yeah. And it's like, oh, he called Reno his friend. Yeah. My heart melted yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then they bolt off. And I feel like they put put the bolts off and fast forward, because he's feeling like unusually fast. <laughs> you, you, also, when they were reversing, I thought there was going to be another car accident. I was yeah. just waiting for something to happen. You're really into, like, motor vehicle uh, collisions. I think I'm just thing. really psyched for the new Fast and Furious movie. You're like, oh, it's cutting cards, not cutting cars. Oh, gosh, Wade, why did you have me on this episode? I thought it was about cars. <laughs> not cards. Like the, the, the animated sh- movie Cars? Tater? <laughs> like Tater? I thought of <laughs> A Cryptator? Mm. That's a good one. Uh, I'll, I'll call the Crypt Cooper and let him know. Uh, could you imagine, side note, could you imagine if they made the Tales of the Crypt now? I know there was a rumor that Shyamalan was going to do it. Yeah. <clears throat> could you imagine the Crypt Cooper now with like a cell phone? Or like an Instagram feed. You know what I mean? Like, could you imagine... Oh, he'd be savage. Oh, my God. Yeah. Could you imagine him on Twitter? TikTok. Oh, TikTok. Cryptock. 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 Next. Anyway. And they get back to the game, and Furley pulls the trigger with panic. He's very scared, and nothing... And basically, he cherishes his victory. It's very cat and mouse, like very like mind game gambling cat and mouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, <laughs> and then Rio takes the gun and he's like, "Will you shut the fuck up?" As he puts the gun to his head, mm-hmm. and like, "Oh my god, he's gonna kill himself." Who's gonna kill himself? And then he's like, "You know what?" Tell the people that he had the balls. He went out strong, pulls out the trigger, blank. Yeah. And it's like, God damn it. It's a dud bullet. And basically Reno's like, you're a cheater. You knew this was mm-hmm. going to happen. Even though I don't know how, because Reno's the one that suggested Russian roulette. Mm-hmm. And <clears> he's <throat> the one that put the bullet in the chamber. Yeah. Reno's yeah. just mad. Yeah. He's, just real, he's a real mad guy. <laughs> uh, and then Reno's like, you named a game. And he's like, chop. Poker. Oh my god. And now we get to actually act three. And I'll say this about this episode. It's very well structured in acts. Yeah. Very well structured. <clears throat> so, we're back to the weird zombies in my, my eat my neighbors music. <laughs> um, as they enter a dark, somewhat seedy room. And there's doctors around and there's the dealer. I looked up the dealer because I was like, oh, is he someone? His name is David Avedon. And this is his only acting role. Mm-hmm. He's only other credit. He is a magic advisor and consultant for some TV and was credited for the card sequence in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. 
So he's he's a master of cards, and he also was the advisor for the cutlery sequence in Mystery Men, which I guess is the Blue Raja stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so very interesting IMDb page. Yeah, and that's all he was credited for. I'm like, wow. He that's probably weird. works in a magic shop on in his. You know, that's probably his full time gig. Yeah. So he basically. Yeah, he gambles. <clears throat> he does a lot of card stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're here, and it's a five card draw, and they say cut him. He says cut him like the shuffle. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. funny. Cut him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the first hand, Sam has a two pair of tens. He's like, I got this, and Rita's like, Nope, three of a kind queens. And pick a finger. And then off goes the pinky finger. And he has a great reaction. It's like, That was brutal. Yeah. Oh, my God. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. They, like, they showed it. Yeah. <sighs> I think the one, I think the, the Sam's, in, I think Reno's index finger was worse. Oh. Okay. Um, it's coming up. <laughs> so, next hand. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so Reno has a <laughs> pair of sevens and three aces. So he had like a pair and a three of a kind and Sam's like, nope. And off goes the ring finger. Um, and Reno's like, I'm going to pickle your fingers and show my <laughs> friends like a souvenir. <laughs> what a jerk. Oh my God. And then Reno's like, I gotcha. Can you beat this pair of tens? And Sam's like, well, I got a pair of jacks. And then he was like, Sam's like, nah, dog. No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> he Reno's didn't like, say nah, dog. Reno's like, let's make a deal. I said, like, I'll sew back your finger. And Sam's like, nah, dog, not happening. Um, and then gra- another great line. He grabs the, the cleaver and he's like, you'll be changing your rodeo gloves for a pair of knit- mittens, cowboy. And then index finger, boom. And you see, like, it looks like kind of like raw meat come out of that finger, I guess. Oh. It's that was gross. I uh, just yells in pain, cut the black, card shuffle. And, like, what the hell's going on here? There's bottles and chemicals and stuff like that. Um, at this point, before we get into this last part, what are you thinking? I was just really grossed out about the fingers. Yeah. Um, I. I've never seen this episode before, and like you mentioned, like the pacing of the axe was really good, so I was expecting some kind of insane twist or like insane ending, and I, I think that it delivered on that. Oh, yeah. So the twist is, they kept going, and now they're in like an institute or hospital, I don't know, there's also weird chemicals, I'm like, what is going on here? Um, so Reno... And Sam are playing checkers, and they have no arms and legs, and they bicker. Oh, man. And Reno's like, he's always been that kind of lucky guy, and they're like, nah. No. And then they go face to face, and I love the circle fade out mm-hmm. that goes onto their noses mm-hmm. and closes. Yeah. And that's it. That's cutting cards. Um, I thought they were going to kiss. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was definitely some bromance there and some budding uh, sexual tension between the I two. mean, they just really leaned in, and I, I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. But then, then, yeah, it fades to that, like, circle, which that's so 90s. So yeah. 90s. And it's right on the noses. And then uh, Crypt Keeper with his outro. Yeah, with the fingers in the frying pan. Oh, man. And here we go. I mean, if you want to do the sizzle sound, I'll do the sound effect. There you go. I've heard... Of getting someone the finger, but this is ridiculous. 
But at risk of going out on a limb, I've got to hand it to Crevice and Forney. They'd do anything to elbow their way to the top. Dinner time! Oh, the finger puns. Yes. I understood that outro. <laughs> yeah, you understood that. That one I understood completely. The other one, no clue. Uh, but that's the episode of Cutting Cards. What do you think? As a I first liked time it. I liked it. I was a bit confused because I always automatically think like tales from the crypt is just like straight horror so it was kind of i was a bit confused of what was happening but i really like the pacing of it and then it ended up in just a just messed up note and i think they should show this episode during gamblers anonymous meetings yes <clears throat> or just like anything about like this because you know now in this day and age of progression progressiveness and stuff like that uh, you know, there's this kind of like this aggressive machismo thing that they, you know, they yeah. also tackle the machismo of like, we got one of each other and stuff yes. like that. It's it's very good. It, both actors are very on top of their game. Mm-hmm. The writing's good. <clears throat> like you said, like, it's you think horror tells no crypt, but you know, they take a lot of their inspiration from the 40s, or stuff from the 40s. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of pulp comics around this time, too, and the non-detective stuff. So they threw some stuff like that, like some weird, like, just weird things, like weird characters, and this is it. I I mean, I it's one of my favorite episodes. It's quick. It's, it's shorter than most. Most episodes are probably 24 minutes. This is like 20 minutes. Uh, it's It's got everything, acts perfect. It's perfectly structured. Uh, it's got a nice little epilogue at the end with like, you know, kind of an uh, institution, because you gotta be crazy. To go through this much gam- gambling problem. It's, gam- it's gambling rehab. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. It's gambling rehab. It's a gambling institute. Even though they have checkers. <laughs> yeah, fun. I don't think they'd let them do it's anything. Not, I don't think I've ever seen checkers that are on a black and white board. Mm-hmm. They're black and red. What about Cracker Barrel? Oh, yeah. But that's like on like a... Like, like a wood. Like a, a wood barrel. Wood. That's on an actual barrel. <laughs> Of crackers. Okay, now you're getting a little, a little, <laughs> too, si- little too specific, a yeah, little this, sidetracked. I'm getting a little too sci-fi <laughs> with this. This is too out. Of, this is a very grounded episode. Yeah. But overall, I mean, out of five, I'd give it four. It's got. Yeah, I liked it. I'd give it, it probably a three and a half out of five. It did have the horror aspect. Mm-hmm. It had the gore. Did have the horror aspect. It's just a, a battle of minds. There's a lot of episodes that are like this. Yellow is like this. A lot mm-hmm. of episodes in the future are gonna be like this. Not as super hard. Did you watch this episode on YouTube or do you have it on DVD? I have it on, I have all the seasons on DVD, oh, okay. so I watched it on DVD. Yeah, the quality of the YouTube was not great, but that's my fault. But <clears throat> it was, it was. You know, I'm gonna buy every decent. because you and Scott are regulars. Yeah. I might buy the regulars just the seasons <laughs> and just like they can't be that much money unless they're out of print. It's like oh, well, you're gonna have to watch them on YouTube. Hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, that's the episode, guys. Cutting cards. And, Diana, before we get out of here, do you have anything to plug? Yes. So we mentioned my podcast, Jalo of the Month Club, at the beginning of this episode. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Jalo Club. And if you would like to follow myself on Twitter, Instagram, or Letterboxd, you can find me at Diana NK. It's D-I-A-N-N-A-N-K. And those are my social media accounts. And you should definitely check out Jalen Off Club because I'm frequently on it. And also, yeah. this podcast was born 
from talking about it on Jawa the Musk Club. Yeah. So this is kind of like the offspring. Sister podcast. Yes. Um, brother sister podcast. Brother sister podcast. <laughs> um, so you definitely check out that. I mean, if you want to see where I come up with the ideas. I also mentioned Tales from the Crypt on those episodes. Mm-hmm. Especially the new one that's coming out. I have one on there as well. Yep. Um, so until next time, I am Wade. I'm Diana. See you later, kitties. Ha, ha, ha.